Here's one of our favourite moments from Jason Lauren. Check out the full show on our podcast feed. Huge news this week when the verdict was handed down in the Chris Dawson case. Um, a lot of people uh, got familiar with this through the Teacher's Pet podcast. Christopher Michael Dawson on the charge that on or about 8 January 1982 at Bayview or elsewhere in the state of, Mer- of New South Wales, uh, you did murder Lynette Dawson. I find you guilty. Sends chills down your spine, doesn't it? Well, Hedley Thomas is the investigative journalist from The Australian, the man behind the Teacher's Pet podcast, which, thank God, he did this. Mm. Uh, he joins us now. Uh, good morning, mate. Thanks so much for your time. Good morning, and thanks for having me. First things first, how how was that day for you when the judgment oh. was handed down? You are in the courtroom, I gather? I was. I was sitting just a couple of metres behind Chris Dawson, and uh, to my left was um, uh, Lynn Dawson's brother, Greg Sims, and his wife, Marilyn. She and I were uh, holding hands at times and clutching each other because uh, the judge would say some things that seemed very unfavourable to a conviction, and then yeah. he would say things that we thought meant that he was going to find Chris Dawson guilty. So it was a nerve-wracking day, and the reasons that the judge gave took him about five hours yeah, before we crazy. finally heard the final verdict. Headley, just on that, take us inside the courtroom, Chris Dawson. Mm-hmm. How did he react? You saw him st- uh, sitting mostly statue-like. Uh, he's quite remarkable and we saw this in the murder trial as well, day after day, he would barely flinch. Really? Just sitting there so still. I, I didn't know how he could maintain that, that composure for hours and hours on end. And it was a little different this time around, uh, you know, judgment day. But um, as the evidence began to develop um, in a way which, you know, did appear to be certainly leaning towards guilty verdict. And we knew that because the judge was talking about the lies that he had found in relation to Chris Dawson's explanations and his scheming after he killed Lynn. We saw Chris's neck reddening and his face reddening slightly. And then his brother, Peter Dawson, who's the lawyer of the family who was sitting next to Chris, he just started to move his chair inch his chair over towards Chris um, so that he was comforting his little brother and then put an arm around him. Uh, At the lunch break, I heard from another journalist that uh, he saw Chris Dawson crying um, in a private room. And, you know, I I mean, I'm I'm not saying that out of any criticism. I think you would, wouldn't you, if after 40 years you're about to be found guilty of the murder of your wife. I've heard that a lot of people have actually got to the point where they think he's convinced himself he really didn't do it. Do you think, I mean, as much as you can tell, do you think he knows he's guilty or has he just convinced himself otherwise? You know, it's a really interesting question, Ash. I I think that um, many people who have done terrible things, really terrible things, are very quick to embrace denial. Uh, I know that in my own life, you know, if um, something's really small that I should have done, like, you know, the vacuum cleaning or the mowing I haven't done, and I can sort of (laughs) come up with some construction that excuses myself. But on a more serious level, you know, if you're a a killer or someone who's done, you know, a dastardly deed, it's so much easier to cope with that by 
almost conditioning your brain into a, a view that you didn't do it and there's some other explanation. But, of course, deep down, he knows he did it. Yeah. yeah. We're, um, we're talking to Headley Thomas, investigative journalist from The Australian and the man behind the Teacher's Pet podcast this morning. Um, mate, when you were doing the podcast, did you ever get an opportunity to talk to Chris Dawson or his twin brother? Yes, I did. I spoke to Chris Dawson on the phone early in the investigation. Uh, sorry, I should say shortly before the, the podcast episodes were released. Right. He knew that I was doing the investigation. He knew that I had uh, been talking to members of his family. Did he ask you not elders. to do it? No, he was, I think he knew that that wouldn't um, go yeah. anywhere. But he, he also was um, quite concerned about what I was doing because he was aware of me from uh, 17 years earlier when I had in 2001 written an extensive uh, feature-length article about this crime and so he it was the most detailed piece that had ever been written about him uh, at that time and so when I returned to do a podcast series I think he was pretty worried yeah you would be did you ever have anyone threaten you during the podcast series and try and get you to stop it or pull it down uh no i i didn't but i suspect that people who make threats are less worrisome because they really follow through i think that if someone's serious about wanting to cause harm uh they just cause harm and you wouldn't see it coming how thankful are the police for your role in what's panned out in court? Look, I think the uh, police play a very straight bat. You know, they were doing their own investigation at the time I was doing mine, and the police commissioner at the time, Mick Fuller, he embraced what the podcast was trying to do and put me in touch with his senior detectives. That was a really smart thing to do. I think that it produced much better evidence as a result and there's been um, this outcome. But the cops have done uh, a very good job in their last investigation of this case and also in the earlier one, it it was probably for the first 20 years they didn't do... Well, in the first 10 years, they did nothing. It was awful. Yeah. How does it feel? I mean, you've had a a huge, long-spanning career and you've got many years ahead of you. But I would imagine that, you know, when when your life is over and you look back at all the things you've achieved, how does it feel to know that you brought, really, you were a huge instrumental part in in bringing justice for this poor woman? Yeah, as you know, you've actually put it really nicely. I feel incredibly privileged Mm. because, um, you know, I did definitely take enormous risks with this podcast series, with this investigation. I mean, we really went out on a limb, and I was very fortunate to have incredibly solid backing of the Australian News Corp and my editor-in-chief then, Paul Whitaker. But, you know, lots of things could have gone awry, and, um, you know, this took a lot of bark off us along the way it's cost a fortune in in legal expenses yeah. and other costs and but, but but we've got this result now and i look at it uh, it still feels a bit surreal i i reckon that not at the end of my career i reckon every other month i'll look at it and go god i'm the luckiest journalist in the world wow hey Amazing. just quickly before we let you go um you know this case better than anyone where where do you think lynn dawson is i would not be surprised 
if she's still in the bushland, not far from the house in Bayview on the northern beaches of Sydney. But if I'm wrong on that, I would say she is uh, in National Park somewhere on the on the road trip that Chris Dawson took when he was going to Southwest Rocks to fetch the student that he had become completely infatuated with um, right. the family's babysitter. She was on a, a camping holiday there with schoolies. And uh, and because Chris Dawson was so determined to preserve cash and, and very tight with money, he would have even seen efficiency in having a body rolled up in the carpet on the way up there and disposing of it oh. before he got to the beach. Yeah. What a dog. It's disgusting. Hopefully that family gets some closure someday. Oh. Hey, um, Hadley Thomas uh, from The Australian and the man behind the Teacher's Pet Podcast. We really appreciate your time this morning, mate. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love during that there's an acknowledgement from the police that the work of journalists yeah. can yeah. actually support their investigation. They were, in effect, working hand-in-hand, which mm. is As surprising. To, but But exactly, absolutely. Incredible stuff. What he it said, gives me chills. The fact that he was such a tight ass that he would say, you know, it makes sense that I would dispose of my wife's yeah, body yeah. at the same time as going to pick up my girl. What about him crying in the courtroom? <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Jason Lauren podcast. For more great content, check them out on socials at Jason Lauren.